Well, shit to bed, everyone, and happy Valentine's Day week to every single one of you sexy sons of bitches, or I like to say happy wiener Christmas, everyone, and welcome to your regular Wednesday program of Conversations with Shelby Green. I'm your host, the main man, Shelby Green, and excuse me real quick, swig a Mountain Dew for the working man. Mmm. I also have a bottle of water sitting for me, too. So what are we talking about today? Well, we got been a real crazy couple weeks in sports. We're going to talk. We are going to talk the Super Bowl. I'm going to give you my recap on that. I'm going to talk about the NBA trade deadline, some news about LeBron score, breaking the all-time scoring record. How does that feel in my the conversation with him and the GOAT status? And we're also going to do some trailer reactions, and I'm going to preview the upcoming weeks of the next two episodes we got coming up. But as first things first, I want to thank everyone who tuned in last week to the episode. A little mild manner episode, not a lot, whole lot planned behind it. Obviously getting these guests planned out and everything else. Been busy with schooling and stuff. You know, it is what it is. Passed my English assessment test to take my English course at Ivy Tech, so I'm excited about that. Good things coming, guys. Good games coming, guys. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and pull it up, man, and pull up the, uh, the Super Bowl, you know, Super Bowl stats. And I got to admit to you guys, you know, it was a hell of a Super Bowl from what I watched the other night. And, um, yeah, man, just do, do what it is, man, for whatever. So, my thoughts exactly on everything going on. Also, I'm going to give you guys, coming up here in a couple weeks after I get my guests before the NFL draft, I'm going to have an NFL draft, go through the mock drafts and see what teams I'm going to go with what they think, and, you know, where they should go. Anyways, so going off, I picked Kansas City to win the Super Bowl if you listened to the previous weeks as I was hyping it up week after week on the playoffs, going over the recap. I picked Kansas City to win, and I was right. Like I said, I'm never going to bet on Patrick Mahomes in a big game, and he delivered in this one. 21-27, 1-82, three touchdowns. I mean, a, Q, a QBR rate of one, a QBR rate of one, 131.8, I mean, that uh, a rating of one point, uh, I can't even talk. But 131.8, pretty damn cool. And got 20 on Bleach Report, Chlorin, it's almost 24 points fantasy-wise. So, Mahomes played really well, I thought. And, you know, I thought Mahomes would have a big day against his defense. I thought he would test it and see what they can do and everything else. And, by the way, can we stop this notion that Mahomes, that Joe Burrow, these guys are better than Mahomes? There ain't nobody in this world. That is better than Patrick Mahomes at the quarterback position. He's the best player in pro football, too. I said it. I've said T.J. Watt, Aaron Donald. I've said those guys in the mix. But this guy right here, man. How can you sit there and not say this guy ain't the best player in pro football? What he has done. Since he was a rookie, look what he has done. Five in in AFC Championship games. Three Super Bowls. He's won two of them. I mean, that's pretty damn good. Now... I'm going to talk about, as the game goes on, and I'm going to key points or whatever, but I'm going to talk about the Eagles real quick, and I'm going to give Jalen Hurts some, give him some flowers, man. If anybody knows me, I have been a big Jalen Hurts fan since his days when he played at Alabama, and uh, and I've always liked Hurts. I always thought his game was good. I thought he played well. I mean, he could throw the ball. I thought he was very underrated throwing the ball. I've always said that. I know everybody talked about his route. He can run real well. He wasn't that great at throwing the ball. Obviously, we know what happened at Alabama. He won some national championships. We all know he. I think he, I believe he won a Heisman. I believe I could be wrong, but Hurts, um, you know, got benched in the national title game for Tua Tungaloa. 
They won the game. They went with Tua, obviously, the following year. Hurts played in spots, but we know what happened. He transfers to Oklahoma. Has a great year under Lincoln, Lincoln Riley. And then, of course, you know, like everybody says, as my Apple ID comes up on my screen. And as everybody says, you know, he, he turned himself into a hell of a quarterback and got picked in the second round. And, I mean, look at these. I'm going to speak these numbers for you. 27-38, 304 yards, a touchdown. Um, he also had 15 carries for 70 yards. I mean, and he had and he had three touchdowns. So he had four touchdowns in the game for the Eagles. I, I mean, what more can you ask from a guy to do something like I mean to, to do? I mean, you cannot sit there and tell me what he like what he's done. Jalen Hurts went out there and balled his ass off, and I'm just oh man, I just it's heartbreaking for a guy when he plays that well and he gets beat. You feel for him, man. You really, really feel for him, and it sucks. It really, really sucks. And I've always sat there and said, man, you know, he's always gotten a bunch of bullshit, blah, blah, blah. He, he's never gotten his fair shake. It just, it, it just sucks, man. I just feel bad for Hurts. It's one of those games that I want to just go back. And I think, you know, a lot of people were thinking, what was the key stat line this? Because you look at Mahomes' numbers, 21, 27, 182. He really just, short passing is what won the game. By the way, Mahomes was out there on a bad ankle and delivered the way he did. I mean, to the point where I'm just like, how can you sit there and not say this guy ain't the best player in pro football? The guy went out there and delivered, you know. But anyway, yeah, I think the key stat was, one, this Eagles defense, I think it had, it had over 80 sacks as a team. They didn't have one sack. That all fits the line for Kansas City. They did a hell of a job. They did a great job blocking him. And I will state this, too, as well. I think another key thing everybody thing was, I mean, you look at total yard. I mean, look at this. I'm looking at their time for possession. Eagles had the ball 35 minutes. Kansas City had 24 minutes. Total yards, Kansas City had 340. Eagles had 417. Passing yards, 182 to 302 advantage Eagles. But here's what I did not expect. 158 on the ground to 115. Kansas City, that's what won Kansas City the game. And also, um, we're going to talk about some turnovers, but let's be honest. You know, the fumble that Jalen Hurts gave up. I mean, everybody, some people were nitpicking about that, but saying that was on Hurts, but he came down, scored right in there, and they did have the lead at halftime. So, it is what it is. Um, and Eagles had, and here's the thing, 21 first downs, 25 vintage Eagles, three penalties of six Eagles. We're going to talk about penalties here in a minute. Turnovers one to zero and sacks two to zero. And Kansas City did get two sacks. So, yeah, man, it's like, what? Well, you, you got to do it, I guess, whatever. And they also ran 72 plays at 53. I really believe that getting the stop before the end of the, the, the at halftime, getting the stop and holding them to a field goal the way they did at the end of the, the first half was big man momentum for Kansas City because if the Eagles go down and get seven, they probably probably they probably come out there. Kansas City probably scores, they get a stop, and that's what happens. And it is what it is. I know everybody's talking about the penalty and the penalty. And the defensive back for the Eagles came out and said, I did hold him. I thought they were going to let it go away. He did. Because similar to what happened the first half, Juju got held up on a on a, on a shallow cross route and got held up. Or I think it was a slant or shallow cross route. He came across the middle and got held up, and he didn't call it. Um, let's talk about the fumble. You know, the fumble that was questionable, the two steps in the drop. Or Gabart's catch on the corner. There were some questionable calls all night long. That was the right call at the right time. They made the right decision. It was a flag. 
It was a flag. And then people say, you can't call that. You can't call that. The hell you don't. It was blatant and obvious they called it. That's on That's on Philly. And let's be honest, Juju in the second half played his ass off. And, and coming from a Steelers fan that was sitting there just going, really? <laughs> Watch and play. But Juju did his thing. And Pat got him out in space, and he hurt him. He hurt. He hurt. They couldn't cover him. Short pass gave me tore him up. So it is what it is, man. I, I think we can't sit there and just dwell on that one moment. There was chances in that game. Philly, Philly let put the it's on the this is on the Eagles defense. The Eagles defense, historically how good they've been all year. Great, supposedly. They gave it 38 points in this game. Well, technically 31, because of the seven points that Hurst had the fumble. So that's come on. Like, whatever. And by the way, I'm gonna make this statement too while I'm on here. Talking about this game, and I'll, I'll go where I think both teams can go. Kansas City is going to be here for a long time, and this is not going to be over. This I don't know about a New England dynasty, uh, the 2000s, the 2010, the 20-year dominance, that the, New, the 15 year, 15, 20-year run Philly had. I mean, the Eagles had. I don't know if they're going to be like the 49ers or the Dallas Cowboys of the 80s and 90s. I don't think they're going to be like the Steel Curtain of the 70s. Or the Packers of the 60s, but I do believe that we're going to see Kansas City as the, the, the 2020s. They're going to be the the team to talk about in the next decade. When we go back and look at the decade of 2020, Kansas City Chiefs are going to be the team to talk about. Now, I also want to talk about Travis Kelsey. If Travis Kelsey continuously, continuously, continues to do what he does, he will go down as the greatest tight end ever put on a pair of cleats. And I love Antonio Gates. I love Tony Gonzalez. Hell, Jason Witten was pretty damn good. Shannon Sharp, I loved watching highlights on. I mean, Gronk, for God's sakes. But I'm sorry. You can't, and Kellen Winslow Sr., I'm sorry. You cannot deny this man. He's too damn big. To, to, you, he's too damn quick for linebackers to cover him. He's too damn big for, for corners and safeties to cover him. And he runs routes like a wide receiver. And he catches every damn thing you throw at him. You can't cover him. He's a mismatch. They lost Tyreek Hill, the best receiver in pro football. People that made that argument for the last three years. I've always said Devontae Adams. But some people brought Tyreek's name up in there, which it should. And Pat Mahomes had a better year without him. Now, MVS is a really good receiver. And Juju Smith-Schuster is a pretty solid receiver. But they still have one key element. They had 87. And I'll tell you right now, also, you got to give Poncho, <clears throat> excuse me, you got to give, uh, uh, what's his name? I'm, I'm trying to pull, I, uh, Isaiah Poncho, you got to give him some love, man, because he has really given them, uh, uh, given them a spark. He's probably the best running back they've had since Kareem Hunt. And look what he's pl- how he's played with Kansas City, how he's played. I mean, like I said, it's 15 carries for 76 yards, and he had a rush, he had a, he had a touchdown too. I mean, that's, that's, that's big, man. Like, that's really big. And you, yeah, I'm just yeah. And how about Mahomes? I tell you what, the, the turning point when I knew Kansas City was going to win this game was on third down when Mahomes. I think I believe it was third down, third and long when Mahomes took off and took off running and ran for thirty. It ran for uh, what was it for twenty six yards, and he had to slide and he had that bum ankle. Tell the man gutted it out on a bad ankle. I mean that's just incredible. And he played a great magic game. He didn't turn the ball over. He didn't force anything. Do anything crazy. I mean, you cannot sit there and say anything bad about Patrick Mahomes. Played his ass off. And both, and it's what. Now, I want to talk about the Eagles now. As I sing, as I, I got to talk about the Chiefs, I think they're going to be the team that's 2020s. As a Steelers fan, that does concern me because I believe the Steelers, the Chargers, 
I'm trying to think of some other team. The Buffalo Bills. Teams like that in Miami, if they can get, if Tua can stay healthy and they can add to their defense, I think those teams on paper have the talent, but they just they're missing two or three pieces. I don't think Cincinnati, with the rumors about T. Higgins possibly on the move, they're talking. I don't see Cincinnati being the team. I think they're gonna. I think offensively they're good, but I think their defense needs more work. Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. I mean, they got they better resign Lamar. That offense is built around Lamar Jackson. You better go get him some wide receiver help. Uh, D Hop's out there. Go get him. Go get Lamar number one, please, because he needs it. Had to get a drink there, guys. Um, but I'm naming games. And I reason I brought the Stewards up. Yes, I'm a Stewards fan. I know, but look, you look on paper how young they are and what they got coming back. I mean, they got a lot of talent, and they got a they got they got four picks in the they got the they got four picks in the first. Six, six, I think they got four draft picks within the first, I think, 40 or 50, I think 60 picks. So, you mean you got two second rounders. You basically got a first round because uh, Miami had a four for the first round. I think Miami had a four for the first round pick. I can't remember what team it was, but basically the Steelers got the number one pick of the second round. So, basically they have a first round pick from Chicago. They get it for Claypool. Thanks, Chicago. We'll take that. We got a we got a top 15, 16 draft round uh, first round pick. We're going to get something out of that. The Steelers always draft well, so you know we're going to be okay. I believe in the Steelers. I believe we're going to be okay. The Chargers have just got to get it figured out on paper. Like I said, I I thought the Chargers, I picked the Chargers to finish second division. I thought Kansas City would win that division. I was not because I don't get a bet against Mahomes. I always predicted that. I thought the Chargers, though, offensively, man, with the talent, not just offensively, but on the opposite side of the ball, defensively, and they just weren't healthy a lot this year. Um, I said Baltimore, Pittsburgh, uh, Buffalo. I mean, they got to get Josh Allen a running back. You got to get somebody behind him. Josh Jacobs is out there. Kareem Hunt's out there this season. Go get somebody. You have got to get a running back. You got to figure something out. You have to get a balance behind it. And you need to go get him a good number two. If DeAndre Hopkins is out there with Arizona, you can go get give him up. Go get DeAndre Hopkins. Go get him. I mean, you got places. Their defense. And Von Miller's got to stay healthy. When Von Miller was healthy, man, Buffalo aren't the best team in football for a stretch. But we all know what happened with that. Um, Cincinnati I talked about. I don't know. I think they got to add to their defense. I think, like I said, offensively they're good. But the rumors about T. Higgins being on the move. I just don't like, and I this is me being a Steelers fan. I just don't like Cincinnati, and I will continue to state that I think they're great offensively. But I, I'm tired of Woolworth, this Burrowhead Stadium, everything else. Somebody gonna root, somebody gonna punch Cincinnati in the mouth one day, and they're going it's gonna be too late. Because the problem is Eli Apple, Mike Hilton can't shut up. Like, what have you two done besides get burnt all the time? Just trying to figure that out. Look, I'm gonna go with the Cleveland. I'm gonna talk about the Cleveland Browns here for a minute. I think Deshaun Watson. The roll my eyes. Can if he can get the things with the offense they got in the running game in Cleveland, they got a shot in that division. I believe that. So, New England, I think they're going to be unless they get a, they get Mac Jones another receiver, a good solid one like a DeAndre Hopkins. They have a possibility that you know it could be all right. They got a chance. I just think that there are about four or five teams that can challenge Kansas City, but challenging Kansas City doesn't mean you can beat them either. You got to get the right pieces in place. It just it just has to it just that's a go right point. And I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are a team to keep an eye on, too. Because I think Jacksonville, has, they're very young. Very young. And I also like, you know, I always bet on, I never bet against Sunshine on Saturday night. Trevor Lawrence, man. Uh, you know, I've always been a big fan of him. And, he, and you know, I, got, I like Christian Kirk and the guys that got there. They got a shot. 
I know the Colts today, as I record this, I recorded this on Tuesday for your Wednesday episode this week. Uh, the Colts just hired a, a new fo- head football coach. They did go the Jeff Saturday route. Good job, Ursay. You made the right call on that one in Ballard. Um, but, yeah, I think it's just Kansas City and the AFC is going to run. Now let's talk about the Eagles. Do I think this team can stay together? Yes, I think this team has, is in position with the guys that got to stay together for a while. I think the question, the big question mark with me is the 49ers, their quarterback situation. Are they going to roll with Brock Purdy? Are they going to go with Trey Lance? We don't know. Outside of that, I don't see anybody in the NFC that can challenge the Eagles. I don't see it, and I might be the only person in this room on this, but I just do not see it. I don't see it, and yeah, I don't think the Cowgirls, I mean Cowboys can handle it. Because the problem is, I think Dak Prescott is an average quarterback at best. And I think that Ezekiel Elliott is way past his money and his time. I think Tolan Power needs more carries. And I think they screwed up getting rid of Amari Cooper last year. Because even though C.D. Lamb had a hell of a year, and I think Michael Gallup is okay, I still think they should have kept Amari Cooper. I really believe that. I think their defense with Micah Parsons and the crew is solid. I just don't think they can challenge Eagles. I just don't see it. I really believe that the, on Christmas Day, if Jalen Hurts wasn't hurt and, and he played instead of Minshew, they probably would have beat the Cowboys by 20. I really believe that. I just think that, and that's what I'm going to say about it. So, in hindsight, a hell of a Super Bowl. And also, shout out to Rihanna being pregnant and putting on a hell of a performance, man. That was a great performance. She played 12 of her 13 biggest hits. And she she rocked that show, man. She performed her ass off. Like it was awesome. I'd be up that high in the air and singing. I mean, I like to see her make some new music, but now she obviously she's a she's a mother now. She's pregnant again. So congratulations, ASAP Rocky. You are a lucky man. <laughs> but it's a um, it, it's it's you know it's cool. It was a it was a good it was a good Sunday. I had the family over here for Super Bowl Sunday. It was a good it was a good Super Bowl, and uh, I'm just glad we were, I was able to watch it. And uh, I'm gonna remember it for a while. And yeah, so that's it. So we're going to talk a little bit about the NBA now, guys. I didn't talk a lot about last – about um, – I didn't talk a lot about um, – um, I didn't talk about – I can't even speak. I didn't talk a lot about um, – about the la- the NBA trade day trade deadline de- trade deadline and LeBron breaking the scoring record. I didn't I didn't talk about it a lot because while I was recording, there was still a lot of things going on, and I didn't I wanted to wait. So I thought it might be a week late, but I want to talk about you know this past. I'm gonna talk about LeBron breaking the record, and I'm gonna get this out of the way first. I think it's an incredible accomplishment of him doing it, and he's fourth in assists. I also believe he LeBron has had the, some some really damn good luck of being as healthy as he's been. And I think it's an incredible accomplishment. That being said, he is on the Mount Rushmore basketball for me. And that is Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Kobe Bryant. And I am a Kobe fan. I will put Kobe there because he's the greatest Laker of all time, and you can't tell me otherwise. On the outside looking in, we got Bill Russell looking at that. We got guys, um, Bill Russell, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, so that would be seven. So I've had to round out the final three. That on the outside look at it, I'm gonna go Shaq, Timmy Duncan, and, um, and Wilt Chamberlain. Obviously, not in that the, the bottom tier. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not ranking those in that order. Now my four that I named off: Jordan, LeBron, Kareem, and um, Kobe. Top four in the way I ranked it. 
one, Jordan, two, LeBron, three, Kareem, four, Kobe. I'm not going to sit there and, and sit there and state it any further. It's my opinion. And for you LeBron fans out there that are getting way oversensitive about people taking that as an insult, he's ranked second all time, chill out. And for Jordan fans out there that want to keep bringing up the past and everything else, let it go too. Enjoy this. Just enjoy the moment and give this man his flowers. Give his moment, please. I just, just please, just enjoy it. Man's four, first all time in this and fourth all time since. Now I will state he plays another three, four years. He's going to own end up own every fucking record because he's played so long in the game, and that's a benefit. And people say, well, he passed Jordan up a long time ago, and blah 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 blah. You know Nick Wright. This is Nick. You know who Nick Wright is on FS1. Um, the guy that said it was laughable that Jalen Hurts was even in the MVP conversation when, when it should be Mahomes all the way. When that man. Bald and basically his numbers were better than Mahomes. He had a better game than Mahomes. Mahomes just managed the game better in certain spots. Let's just be honest. Hurts, you take Jalen Hurts off that Eagles team, they don't make the playoffs probably. He's that important to that lineup. But, I mean, Nick Wright just, you know, Nick Wright will make valid points and then he'll contradict himself supposedly. I mean, supposedly he'll make valid points, but then he'll turn around and contradict himself. I'm not in Utah right now. I'm not. I don't care for anybody. But Nick Wright thinks he knows more than everybody else, and I cannot stand that about somebody. I'm okay with debating, and you feel a certain way about yourself. But FS1, when you got guys like Nick Wright and Skip Bayless, I mean, you got rid of Jason Whitlock for God's sake. I mean, I cannot stand Jason Whitlock. Anybody knows me, I cannot stand him. You got guys like that on TV. It's like, oh, good God. Colin Cowherd's okay, except he's one of those guys, like, you, he'll talk about somebody, but then you get that guy, somebody in the studio to call him out on, and he kind of backs down a little bit. I mean, I mean, I remember he talked all that trash about Baker Mayfield, and Baker backed his ass down. And when he was talking shit about what Russell Westbrook, we're going to talk about Russell Westbrook here in a minute. And then his cancer came on there and defended Russ and backed and backed um, <clears throat> and backed Colin down a little bit. But that's a different story of a different time, though, of course. Uh, but you might not notice that. Um, I just think that we need to stop saying point errors. They play and do different errors. Do I think Michael, I mean, LeBron could play in the air with a hand check? Yeah, I think he can. I think his size and his speed, how strong he is. Yeah. But I also think the way they weren't calling fouls back then and everything else, I think they would probably, it would probably screw LeBron up a little bit. Do I think Jordan could come in this league and dump and do what he did in the 90s? Yeah, I think he would have to shoot better from the perimeter. But I also think with zone defenses, the way he can get to the rim, I think he, 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 would, he would balance it out. I mean, I watched DeMar DeRozan get 25, 26 points a night on a, a mid-range jump shot. What do you think Jordan would do? I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, James Harden averaged 36 in this era. Mike would probably average 40. I think he would average 40. I really believe that. that that's just my opinion. Um, and I'm not going to – and then, all oh, by the way, the Jordan fans are sick. They had that Air Jordan, the, the, the new – that Jordan movie commercial, that movie that's coming out about how Nike put all their, their eggs in the basket for Michael Jordan with the Jordan sneakers. You know, everybody, I've seen a lot of LeBron fans talking shit about, oh, they put that commercial in the right time. But you guys, every time Jordan drops a new release date, you guys are sharing the post on social media. You guys are buying the shoes. So which one is it? You're talking shit about Mike, but you're buying the sneakers. You know how dumb and stupid you sound right now when you do that? I'm just saying, if anybody has a problem with that, I I, I got a text message, a messenger, and everything else. If anybody has a problem with that, they can hit me up. I'm just saying, you know how contradicting and stupid you look? Oh, I like Mike, but you're talking shit about the guy. Said he played against a bunch of nobodies, this and that. He didn't do anything for his community. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. I mean, it's just whatever, man. Whatever. I just think it's I just think it's disrespectful that people just trash 
just completely trash this in the, the, the era that you guys play in. They just trash this era, and it makes me sick to my stomach because you do, people don't realize you've got to respect greatness. When LeBron's gone, it's going to be a sad day for basketball. And, you know, it's kind of like when Kobe got killed in that, that plane crash when everybody started giving the man, giving Kobe his attention, his love. I'm like, half of y'all hated this, man. Call him a ball hog, call him selfish and everything else. Keep that same energy. It's like if I die tomorrow, if God forbid if I pass away, but I don't want somebody who's talking shit about me going to my funeral. Fuck you. Don't go to my funeral. I don't want nothing to do with your ass. Stay the fuck away from me. Keep your energy and keep the same thing over there. I don't need you in my life. The fuck I look like? Straight up. It just, I just cannot stand that we're so, well, we need to do this and we need to do that. Who the fuck are you? You ain't nobody, bro. Shut the fuck up. And I love how people say, until the, like, for example, when guys sit there, and like, there's so many people on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, and, and social media, period, that think they know the game and think it's so easy. You have no idea the work that Mike, LeBron, Kareem, Kobe, Magic, these guys, Steph, all the AI, all these guys put in to just make it to that league. How about the guy that's riding the bench right now making a million dollars not playing? You know how hard he had to get that spot, how hard that is to work? It's hard, man. It ain't fucking easy. You gotta spend in the gym hours and hours and hours. JJ Redd talking about how he would take four weeks off of the season or whenever season in, and he would do like 300 jump shots. He'd do an hour on ball handling. I mean, just the shit you put in. Look at, I mean, look at LeBron. He's 38 years old. Look at the physique. Look how great a shape the guy's in. I mean, you guys don't realize, man. Like it's, it's a. Fortunate that you're going to see a guy this athlete generation, but it's just like people should go back and look at Jordan and go, man, Mike paved the way for a lot of things, man. You're damn right he did. That's the way you got to look at things. That Bill Russell documentary, which I recommend anybody that has Netflix to watch that or get Netflix so you can watch it. What he went through in the 60s and the 50s and the set, what he went through with segregation, civil rights, and living in the Jim Crow era and living in Boston. Let's call it as Boston has never shot away. It's one of the most racist cities in the Northeast. It's It's been that way. Now, I feel like there are good areas of Boston. I'm not saying that, but it has that reputation, unfortunately. It does. Every city in America has a reputation. Boston always stood out for some whatever reason. I don't know why, but you can look it up for yourself. And you look at what Bill Russell had to go through. It's just sad that he, that man had to go through that shit. And it's just like... He didn't deserve all that shit. Guys like Bill Russell, Muhammad Ali, um, Jim Brown, even entertainers like um, Sam Cooke and Billie Holiday, though the 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 African Americans, black you know black people, what, what you know what I'm saying, what they went through at that time was sad. They had to go through and fight for every single thing. Ali almost went to jail. I'm going to state this too, and this is going to piss a lot of people off, and I really don't care. Muhammad Ali literally lost everything, everything, when he refused to go to war in Vietnam for the United States of America. Now, I am pro, go to America, fight for your country for the right reasons. So you're telling Muhammad Ali, Cassius Clay, that he can go, that he can go, and fight for his country, but he can't sit in the bar or same restaurant, stay in the same bathroom, or same drink on the same water fountain, water fountain as a white man. Think about that.
And I'm probably going to piss a lot of people off with that tech, and I really don't give a fuck, to be honest with you. I'm pro-America. I'm, I mean, I, my girlfriend's got a flag out in the garage. We're going to post up this spring in our front yard. But I believe in every human being should be treated equally, and that man was not treated equally, and he about went to prison and everything else, and he fought and he won. He lost everything. You watch that Billy Holiday movie on Hulu. Look at that. Look at that shit. Or let's talk about, you know, what Bill Russell went through in the city of Boston and how, you know, the Boston Celtics won 11 championships while he was there in his tenure. And only a handful of times the Boston Garden was sold out because they had too many black players, they said. Jim Brown gave up his football career to be a civil rights activist. And Jim Brown were retired. He'd probably be the greatest. I mean, he's, he's in conversation. He'd probably be hands down without question the greatest running back of all time. And people online are saying it's woke, that we're doing all this for black people now and everything else. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. This America. Look, man, I love this country and I love what I live in, but love the country I live in. But we got some problems and things need to be addressed. In. Everything doesn't have to be all white all the time. We can mix other things in. It ain't that fucking hard, guys. Just saying. Just saying. But what do I know? What do I know? So let's talk about the NBA. Let's talk about the NBA trade deadline. By the way, prayers up to, to to the students at Michigan State, by the way. I mean, that that situation was a tragedy. Straight up tragedy. It's sad. It's very fucking sad. This. And this ain't going to be one of those things where I'm going to go on a gun control speech like some people are sitting there like biting on our tongue like, you going to do this? No, that's not my thing. I believe people should have the right to carry and it, it should be ever. But I think there should be some laws and restrictions on them. That's just my opinion. Pull up the NBA trade. I'm gonna pull up the NBA trades because we got some talked about. We got. I mean, that trade deadline was insane, man. And pull it up. So obviously, the big one that started off was the Kyrie, the Kyrie Irving deal, and we all know how that went. As I'm going through this thing, because there's a lot more trade deals that nobody talks about. But Kyrie Irving, here's the trade right here. Started on February 6th. Kyrie Irving requested on the 4th of February he wanted to be traded. So February 6th, Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris were traded to the were traded to the Dallas Mavericks for Spencer Dinwiddie, good player. Uh, Finney Smith, a good forward. A 2029 first round pick and two future second round picks. And that's what happened. Here's my thoughts on that trade. I think Dallas... Just said we're done. I mean, the Brooklyn said we need to re- hit the reset button on this. We're going to get rid of Kyrie. We're tired of whatever. Um, I think it's a good thing for Luka Doncic. He's going to have somebody with him in the backcourt that can play. I mean, Kyrie can go get a bucket. Now, with that being said, I think Brooklyn is going to roll the dice with these guys they got, and they're going to play the, play the hand they're dealt with. And I think Dallas has got another guy, but they're not going to – I don't think – I think they're good enough to win a playoff series, but I don't think they're good to do anything else besides that right now. they got to add a, another piece. Um, I want to stop right here and talk about Kyrie Irving. I have always loved Kyrie Irving. When he's on the court, he plays his ass off. When he's doing things a certain way and he's playing his ass off, and he's doing all these other things. He's just playing as hard as he can. And he does what he has to do. When I literally, but when I see, sit there and see the things, the distractions he's caused, he didn't want to take the vaccine. It's his right. He should do whatever he wants. And that's a fact. He should have done that. I mean, it's his right. He could do whatever he wants. But he knew the mandate. He knew what was coming. 
when the bubble happened, he tried to convince people not to do the bubble when he went behind Chris Paul's back about that whole thing. The whole thing about we really don't need a coach talking about him, Kevin Durant. He convinced Kevin Durant to go to Brooklyn instead of the Knicks like KD wanted to. KD wanted to go to play at Madison Square Garden. He wanted to go to the Knicks. Brooklyn said, Kyrie goes, no, I grew up a Nets fan. Let's go play for Brooklyn. And then they started rolling, playing well. And Kyrie fucking says, I went out. I don't want to be traded. I'm not appreciated here. Um, Kyrie made that that quote, if you get trained, goes, you know, I'm going to, you know, talking about, and I'm peaking paraphrase, but I remember the quote one thing. I left the Nets in fourth place in the Eastern Conference. Oh, I just threw my fucking glasses on the fucking table. You did what? In four years, you got one playoff series to win for, to show for it. What are you talking about? I left him in fourth place. You got fucking Kevin Durant as your fucking teammate. You had James Harden at one point. You got that. You got Ben Simmons, who's basically stealing money from the fucking Brooklyn Nets. Let's be honest. He's stealing money. And, yeah. I think it's completely, utter ridiculous that that shit came out of his mouth. That bullshit I heard. I could not believe hearing that. You left a team that had were predicted to win the NBA championship in fourth place in the Eastern Conference? Whatever, Kyrie. Ugh. I'm just whatever. Dallas, I think Dallas, Mark Cuban will get him re-signed. I know what's going to happen. They got to get a couple pieces. They need to get a big around them, and they got to build their bench around them. Outside of that, Dallas is going to be a team that's going to get in the first round or be in the play-in fight and win a playoff series and win one, and that's it. They're going to go home. And Luca also has got to get his body right, too. If Luca thinks he's going to keep playing this level, he's got to get in better shape a little bit. I know he's playing well right now, but over time he has to get in better shape. And I know I'm a fat. I mean, I, I don't look the greatest either, but I'm just saying. He's got to get in better shape. Next uh, next trade as I'm going through this, um, the Heat, Miami Heat traded Dwayne Dedman to the Spurs for some cash considerations, and the Spurs get a 2028 20, second-round pick. Okay. I mean, the, the Kings and Nets made a couple trades where – Kessler Edwards and Cash Conversations went to the, the Kings and the Brooklyn Nets got draft rights to Devin Machichu. Can't say that name right. Ah, look at this. Oh, look at this. The Raptors add Jake Peralta from the Spurs. Spurs received Kevin Bergsham, a 2024 first round pick, a 2023 second round pick, and a 2025 second round pick. So, a player and three picks for Jacob Poulton. All right. I believe Toronto drafted him before that. Here's the one I was waiting to talk about. Lakers trade Westbrook to Jazz, a three-team deal. The Lakers receive D'Angelo Russell, Malik Weasley, and Jerry Vanderbilt. The Timberwolves receive Mike Conley, Nickel, Alexander Walker, a 2024 second-round pick swap via the Lakers, a 2025 pick from the Jazz, and a 2026 second-round pick, both second-round picks from the Jazz. The Jazz receive Russell Westbrook, who's going to be bought out, they're saying, Juan Tasco Anderson, Damian Jones, and 2027 first-round pick via Lakers. I will state this. I think the Lakers in won this trade when you get a guy, a guard like D'Angelo Russell, who will get a bucket. Meek Bleasley is a really underrated 3 and D player in the league. He's 6'5", 6'6". He can stretch the floor out. He can play really well. He does a lot of good things. Jared Vanderbilt is a really, really, really good player. An up-and-coming wing defender. Timberwolves, Mike Conley, you're going to get your point guard. Nicola Alexander-Walker can score, but a little inconsistent with his shot. Jazz, 
Damian Jones is a, is a quality big that's going to ride the bench. Uh, John Colosso uh, Anderson can play. Juan, he's a good, he's kind of like an Eagle Dalla type of player, but not really as good as Andre. And Russell Westbrook, I'm going to state this. I think Russ has been the scapegoat the last two years in Los Angeles. I've said that time and time again, that he has been the scapegoat and everything else. Plain and simple. And I totally agree with Russell Westbrook. You know, on you know, I totally I take that back. As I most spoken, I believe that Westbrook is a scapegoat. I do think he was playing not the best, but I do believe that he can play better. Okay, if the rumors are because we're going to talk about the Clippers making some deals, if he goes to the Clippers, that might come back to haunt the Lakers. I could be wrong, but I'm just saying. Here's uh, the Nuggets. Nuggets add Brian a 14 deal. So the Nuggets, this is a big team deal that involved the Lakers, the Magic, the Clippers, and the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets get Thomas Bryant. The Lakers receive Mo Bamba, Devon Reed, and a second-round pick that doesn't say who from. The Clippers get Bones Hadley. Magic get Patrick Beverly, a 20-24 second-round pick from Denver, and cast considerations from Los Angeles. Now, I will state this. I do believe that I hate to see Thomas Bryant go. As he was playing well for the Lakers. But Mo Bama's potential, I get why you go with I mean, Jesus' potential. Devon Reed, I believe that's Devon Reed from Miami, my, the University of Miami. Bones Highland can go get a bucket. And Patrick Beverly going to Magic, he'll probably get bought out. So, good trade all around. I mean, Magic are just trying to get rid of Mo Bama because of the size and stuff of what guys they got. Hawk, the Atlanta Hawks and the Houston Rockets do a deal where Brando, uh, Bernardo Fernando I can't. I hope I said his name. Bruno Fernando and Garrison Matthews, are which when were basically traded from Houston for Justin Holiday, Frank Kaminsky, a 2024 second round pick and a 2025 second round pick from Oklahoma City. So just a couple little picks here and there. Suns and, and Thunder. Suns and Thunder completed trade. And this is probably what they went with. Darius Baisley is a good a good wing forward. I like that idea of the Suns getting him because they were going to talk about Phoenix and what they did. Obviously getting Kevin Durant. Thunders get Dario Sajic in a 2029 second round pick and cast consideration. So, okay. I don't know about the net the the uh, the uh, the Thunder uh, Suns giving up a big, but all right. Okay, here's the one that just got cleared the other day because Pistons land Wiseman, Warriors acquire Gary Payton Jr. Payton Jr. So the Pistons receive James Wiseman, the Warriors receive Gary Payton the second, three conditional first round picks, second round picks from Atlanta. Hawks receive Sadiq Badley, Sadiq Bay, and the Thunder get Kevin Knox and five future second round picks. So here's my thing. Warriors getting Gary Payton, obviously bringing back for defense. Uh, Sadiq Bay can play. Kevin Knox has been a journeyman. He was a lottery pick, but he really hasn't found his footing. He was drafted by the Knicks. Um, James Wiseman, I've said this before. You go from being the man in high school and even college for your pre-time Memphis. You go to being a backseat guy. I think Wiseman is going to benefit from going to the Pistons because he's going to play with a guy like Kay Cunningham that's going to get the ball in Ivy. He's going to play in his position and post up. I think Wiseman will be better off. And Draymond Green came out. I just it wasn't a fit for him. I'm happy. I'm happy for him that he's getting a chance. Pelicans trade for Jason Richardson, and this is the one I like. So the Pelicans receive Josh Richardson. The Spurs get Devontae Graham, a 2024, 2026, 2028, and 2029 second round pick. So they get the Spurs get four second round picks for Josh Richardson. I mean, 
Popovich sitting there just tanking and rebuilding. Probably he probably will put more emphasis on guys sitting out like he does too. Yeah, I said what I said. I like Pop as a coach and everything else, but I think he's part of the problem with everybody sitting out. He started it. Um, Celtics acquire Masuka, Masuka, Mike Masuka from the Thunder. Celtics go to get Mike Masuka, and the Thunder get Justin Jackson, two first or second round picks. Okay. Here's the one that I saw the Clippers. I'm like, raise my eyebrows. So the Clippers get Rockets Gordon in three team trades. So the Clippers receive Eric Gordon, three future second round picks. The Rockets receive John Wall, Danny Green, and a protected pick swap from the Clippers. And the Grizzlies. Uh, receive Luke Kennard. So the Grizzlies get a shooter, Luke, Luke Kennard, who can't fill it up. The Rockets get Danny Green, the pick swap, and John Wall. So those guys probably, John Wall will be cut. But Eric Gordon going to the Clippers, that rate, I like that. I, I like that. Another pick, 76ers require Hornets McDaniel. Hornets McDaniel in a 14 trade. So the 76ers receive Jared McDaniels, a 2024 and 2029 second round pick from Charlotte and Portland. Hornets receive Solomon Mavik, I can't say his name, 2023 second round pick and 2027 second round pick. Trailblazers receive Cam Reddish, Mathis Tobi, and Ryan Arcinoto in a 2023 first round pick for the Knicks. And the Knicks get Josh Hart. I think the Knicks won this one because I am a massive Josh Hart fan. He plays hard, and he's gonna him and it's gonna mean the Villanova flashbacks of him and Jalen Brunson playing together. I'm just I'm very happy for Josh Hart. Clippers add Pumley via trade with the Hornets. I like you know. So the Clippers receive Mason Plumley, and the Hornets get Reggie Jackson in 2026 round pick. Now Reggie Jackson. More than likely, he's gonna. He believes he's gonna get cut. He's gonna sign with Denver when he clears waivers. <coughs> I will state this: the Clippers really need another big, the backup Zubac. So Plumlee's a good big, get some size in there. So I like it. I like it. Uh, this is the one. The and then of course the big one: Kevin Durant lands in a four-team deal. So here's what we got: the Suns receive Kevin Durant, T.J. Warren. Then the Nets receive. Mikael Bridges, Cameron Johnson, Cameron Johnson, and Juan Pablo Vaughn, a 2023 first-round pick, 2025 first-round pick, and a 2027 first-round pick from Phoenix, a 28-28 first-round pick swap from Phoenix, a 28-28 second-round pick from Milwaukee, from Milwaukee, 2029 first-round pick from Phoenix, and a 2029 second-round pick from Milwaukee. So they're going to take a lot of those picks and do some wins. The Bucks get Jay Crowder. And the Indiana Pacers, as I live in Indianapolis, Indiana, or Greenwood area, the Pacers get George Hill, Serge Ibaka, Jordan Ora, three future second-round picks from Milwaukee, and cast considerations from Brooklyn. I will state this. Serge Ibaka did get cut, so we knew that was coming. George Hill being back, all right, whatever. Hometown boy, hometown, hometown brother, get it. Um... Jordan Nora. <clears throat> Everybody know how I feel about Jordan Nora. Jordan Nora played at the University of Louisville Go-Cards. Jordan Nora can fill it up and get a bucket. He just needs a chance to play, and I'm happy for him. He wasn't going to get the chance to play in Milwaukee. He just was never going to get a chance. And I'm happy for him. Now, if everybody want to know what the the thing with George, George Hill, here's my thing. I have a story about George Hill. When I was at a basketball camp for IUPUI, when he was a freshman, and I he was a freshman sophomore at IUPUI, and uh, I'm just not very fond of George Hill as a person. There's a story I, I'm not I, I could tell it, but it's not worth telling to be honest with you. Basically, George Hill just made me feel really, really as a kid. 
he just he would just he just felt like he walked in the gym and just started shit didn't stink the way he talked to people. And I'm just not a very fond fan of George Hill at all. There's a there's a little there's a little history with that. And maybe one day I'll talk about it, but as at this point I'm not gonna talk about it. I'm just not. So yeah. Outside of that, I mean, it was a it was a crazy ass NBA trade deadline. I, I talk about the Suns real quick with Kevin Durant, T.J. Warren. I like getting KD. I mean, KD can score. I mean, there's no question about it. KD can fill a bucket, and he's a pretty good defender. T.J. Warren is a good isolation scorer that can that can do certain things. Mikael Bridges, though, I don't like they had to give him up. I really don't, man. I mean, second running defense player year, but you did get KD out of it. Cam Johnson's a good player too. So and they gave up Jay Crowder. So they gave up their their top, their two top wing defenders and one of your best wing shooters for KD. They gave up a lot. I just hope they fill the right pieces around them with the bench and stuff because they're going to need to do that, dude. As I type my thing back in because my computer went to my lock screen. So yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like I said, crazy-ass NBA trade deadline. Congratulations to LeBron James breaking the scoring record and all that. So, we got some trailer reactions to watch. And I got a couple to talk about. and Actually, three of them. So, we're going to go to YouTube here, ladies and gentlemen. The first thing I'm going to pull up is the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer that just dropped. New Guardians trailer dropped Super Bowl Sunday. And I'm getting ready to watch it. So, let me turn this down just in case the advertisements happen. And once again, no advertisements. So I don't want no YouTube free TV, buddy. Here we go. On account of <clears throat> um, on the count of three, two, one. Marvel Studios, Guardians Galaxy, Volume Three, new trailer. I'll tell you something. I'm Star Lord. I formed the Guardians. Met a girl, fell in love, that girl died, but then she came back. Came back a total dick. Oh, please. He left out some important information, but that is the gist of it. My sacred mission is to create perfect society he didn't want to make things perfect he just hated things the way they are
<laughs> okay guys so hell yeah that was a good trailer I think it answers the question that we're going to see some guardians die in that and I really honestly believe that that we're probably the one that's going to talk about is probably Dax is going to die um, Adam Warlock you see Adam Warlock in this um, I'm just excited I love the Guardians of the Galaxy the first film is my favorite Marvel movie they've ever. The, my favorite Marvel movie is the first Guardians Galaxy. Film. Volume two was a solid film. I had my head. I had my issues with it, but yeah. So the third, second trailer. Excuse me. The second trailer today. We're going to talk about this. The Flash. Let me turn this volume button down. And the long away trailer for the Flash. Here we go. Tell me something. You can go anywhere. Another timeline. Universe. So why do you want to stay and fight to save this one? Because this is the one where my mom lives. I'm not gonna lose her again. Time has a pattern. But it can't help me living. Different people. Different worlds drawn to each other like magnets. My face. So my face. If you were to go into the past, you have no idea what the consequences could be. I could fix things. You could also destroy everything. Take my fucking money. Lord have mercy, that looks amazing. Wow. Um, 
Yeah, man, it's that that looks amazing. That looks mate. That looks amazing. Just, oh man. Yeah, I, I, I take my money. Just, just take my money. <clears throat> yeah. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm lost for words, man. Um, Batfleck is back. Michael Keaton is Batman is back. Israel Miller, I know he's got a lot of controversy, but this might be his best portrayal of Flash. Looks like we're getting Supergirl. I mean, Zod from Man of Steel is back. I mean, yes. I mean, I am just off the charts right now with excitement. Oh, man. Whew. That looks good. Now, there was something that dropped yesterday, guys, that I had to see. And I saw that Children of Corn had a new trailer for a remake. And I was like, you know what? I, 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 I kind of want to see this trailer. So, we'll see what the trailer is. Uh, remake. Bam. We'll see if it's available. All right. So, here we go, guys. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a Shutter exclusive. So, we turn the volume down on this, and let's get this thing popped up. Uh, there's the advertisement. So, I couldn't beat it at all, could I? <laughs> oh, man. So, here we go. Uh, fucking more advertisements. So, bam. Here we go. Prepare to witness the horrific rise of the next generation of evil. Based on the short story. By Stephen King. So that's coming out in theaters on March 3rd. Here's my thoughts on that. I'm fine with remakes. I've seen the original Children of the Corn. That's really the only good one in that franchise. Um, yeah, I, it looks like a good time. I'll probably check it out. I, it looks like it's going to be on Shredder, so I'll probably see it on Shredder so I go to theaters to see it. But yeah. So three solid, three, two really good trailers and a solid, a solid horror remake it looks like. So that being said, 
so what are the plans next? So like I said, guys, two big shows come up. I have a busy weekend recording coming up. Obviously, Elimination Chamber is coming up. WWE event that always happens. And then, of course, we have the you know, the Ant-Man 3 coming out this weekend. So I have a lot, a lot, a lot of work to do. So with that being said, guys, Kyle Perkins will be on for the Ant-Man and the Quantum Marium 3, uh, 3 film. And Abdul Darvish will be on for my Elimination Chamber. So the next two weeks are going to be some busy podcasting. Some, we're going to get some solid reviews. And in the meantime, as I close this show, just remember, I don't bullshit. I just tell it like it is straight up. Have a good one, y'all. Happy Valentine's Day week. Or as I like to say it, Wiener Christmas.